I don't really know how to start shows. Come on now, don't start, don't start liking me now. So yeah, I'm funny compared to, you know, well you'll see later. I stand for mayhem! I know a lot of fucking idiots who think a lot of shit is mean-spirited just because it goes against what they believe. But the relief of comedy is it takes things that aren't funny and it allows us to laugh about them for an hour. We got a purple suit to buy and a gigantic coffin. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Welcome, everybody, to Why Are You Laughing, a history of comedy podcast. Today, I am pleased to introduce you to Lenny Bruce, who we will get to in a moment, coming to you live from uh, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, lovely vaulted podcast. Craig, Mike, Matt with me. Hello, gentlemen. Yo. Hello. Hello. Uh, going smoothly this time. This is the third episode of recording today. I think everything's yeah. going well. I, yeah. And I'm excited about this episode because it's the first one we've done that I knew before like, researching the episode. I knew virtually nothing I shouldn't say nothing. I know the influence that Lenny Bruce had on comedy. That's about it. And I know his, uh, his character in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, who it turns out, I like the show Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, but they make him a real folksy, uh, hey, hey that dame, I say a few curse words and they throw me in jail. He was a, he was a bit of a rascal, this Lenny Bruce. <laughs> he, was a, he was a bit of a troublemaker, an agitator, you might say. Yeah. Uh, so he's actually a very wild guy. Uh, Lenny Bruce is a guy who, like, he was ranked by Rolling Stone magazine, uh, the third greatest comic ever, behind Pryor and Carlin, or Carlin and Pryor, I'm not sure which order. Um, which, which I always, like, you look at that, and as a kid born in 1991, I always thought that was like, ah, uh, they're paying an, they're paying homage to a guy that was great at the start of stand-up. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he was the best then, so they just kind of throw him a bone by saying he's yeah. one of the greatest ever. Uh, you know, better, re- than, better than Henny Youngman. <laughs> yes, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but through researching this this episode, I found, uh, you know, a lot of his material doesn't necessarily hold up. He has a very uh, uh, 1950s way of speaking, daddy-o. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, he, like, a lot of that doesn't hold up necessarily, but, like, what he did for comedy... Uh-huh. is tremendous. And uh, we'll talk about that, obviously, but uh, we'll start right at the beginning. He was born uh, Leonard Alfred Schneider, which I always just assumed Bruce was like his middle name or something. I don't know where that name comes from, um, but he was born in uh, Long Island to a, a shoe clerk. His dad was a shoe <laughs> clerk, uh, and his mother was a, a dancer. She was a performer. What is a shoe clerk? I assumed a guy. I, I thought you guys would know. I don't know. I assumed a guy that sold shoes. There's a guy behind the counter in the bowling alley. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he checked shoes. I'm not sure. Uh, but whatever he is, he was a bit of a deadbeat, it sounds like. Um, so uh, him and his father were not close. Although, uh, Lenny went to live with his father. Uh, his parents got divorced when they were eight, and uh, he lived with the mother for a little bit. But uh, kid was kind of cramping her style. <laughs> her, her, her mom, like I said, was his mom, like I said, was a performer, and uh, you know, having a kid was kind of a pain in the ass if you wanted to make it in showbiz. So mm-hmm. she dropped him off at the old man's house and said, uh, "See you later, kid." <laughs> and uh, that, I, you know, that uh, was very tough on Lenny because evidently uh, him and his mother were very close. And, uh, you know, I can imagine that had uh, uh, an impact on things we'll talk about later. Although later in his life, they were close again, eventually. Um, But when he was uh, a kid, he moved in with his dad. They were, uh, they had their falling out, I guess. I don't know how much his dad was around. They didn't have a very good relationship. And he left 
and uh, in my notes, I put that he moved in with relatives on a farm. I don't think he was related to these people. It was just a couple that took him in as a kid, and he started working on their farm till he was 16, which is, again, um, like when we talked about Norman Lear, and I mean, we're going to get into a lot more about Lenny's fucking wildlife, but already we're at age 16, and uh, when we mentioned Norman Lear, we kind of talked about how he said that uh, uh, writer, the difference between writers now and writers then is writers back then lived a life and draw from their experiences. Writers now grew up on television and draw from what they saw on TV. Right. Which is why you got to get a lot of, you know, sitcom staples and tropes that are on throughout, uh, that are on 15 different television shows. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because we all grew up on TV. So that's our experience. That's what we know. Uh, Lenny lived a fucking life. <laughs> and then uh, when he was 16, he joined the Navy and fought in World War II. Which I don't know. I didn't look enough into the law. At this, you might know this, Mike, uh, or might not. I don't think we, so. Oh, we, here we go. Um, <laughs> he joined. He joined the navy when he was sixteen. I don't know if he had to like forge his records. He probably did. Or if you could just do that at that time. Uh, you could get you could get waived in okay. by your parents, I think. But I think I think that might have been seven. They were so, looking for people at seventeen, and okay, you could wave in as early as. So yeah, that, I, I mean, imagine. Like didn't just, seem like the mom really cared for him though. The mom, yeah. the mama wasn't too worried about it. She would have signed that away, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. guaranteed war. Yeah, why don't you go? Yeah, but, but uh, uh, he's so, away. My problems are over. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, speaking of that voice, by the way, Lenny Bruce is evidence that like that was pretty real. It yeah, wasn't, like that's how people talk back then. I guess it's um, very funny, which we'll hear in a bit. Uh, but he, uh, so yeah, he served in World War II, which is again to speak to the difference, like. Imagine a 16-year-old now. Like, there's so many stories no. in the news where something happens to, a, a like, a 22-year-old. And we're like, ah, they're just a kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Imagine a 16-year-old serving in right. uh, one of the most gruesome wars ever, if yeah. not the most. I don't know. But back then, though, kids were not pampered like we were. That's what I'm Se- saying. Yeah. Second most gruesome, I think. Yeah, they were. Second most gruesome. World War One was a little rougher. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Civil War. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so Lenny had... Uh, some wild times in the Apparently. Navy, where uh, his comedy career started pretty early. He uh, <laughs> he performed for the boys. You know, the boys need a little entertainment. Yeah. So Lenny uh, threw on a dress, <laughs> got on stage, and did a, like a drag show. For, I guess he performed comedy in a dress. I assume the material may have had something to do with that. Chappelle would be disappointed. Yeah. Although it would be great. It'd be great if it had nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if he never mentioned it. It's just a non sequitur. <laughs> but, but yeah, so Lenny uh, uh, was for the trans community long before hey. long before uh, our generation. Now, um, So he was laughing with him, not at him. <laughs> well, he was, but uh, it did not sit well with uh, the Navy men. Uh, his, no. His, his commanding officers <laughs> did not care for this. I guess they gave Lenny a good dressing down and sent well, him after to- After he got dressed up. Yes, that's right. After so they sent him to like whatever I don't know whatever form of counseling they have or whatever, and uh, so I guess to fuck with this guy he just convinced him he was experiencing homosexual tendencies <laughs> and urges. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm gay. <laughs> like he just, so he convinced them that he was a, a a homosexual, which at that time I'm surprised they didn't throw him in jail. So he, didn't, they, he, they, he broke the don't tell part. He certainly did. Oh, he told. <laughs> oh, that was focused on highly. <laughs> he told. He told with vigor. And uh, he was dishonorably discharged. <laughs> oh. And uh, he appealed that. He fought that, I guess. Yeah, that's a big deal. 
And because uh, he didn't want to be dishonored, we just no. So he said, "Hey, not that. come on, not so fast." Yeah. And the Navy uh, gave in to him. But my favorite part of yes. the description, <laughs> they're like, "All right, <laughs> it's not a dishonorable discharge, but we're at least going to say that you are unsuitable. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to allow you gays anywhere near the Navy. <laughs> We've got it. Ba- we got a stigma bad enough as it is. <laughs> so it was like an honorable discharge with uh, qualities unsuitable for the Navy or something like that. Is the Navy? Exactly. Yeah." Seems um, to fit right in there. So I thought that was great. They didn't want him to be a seaman. They certainly didn't. <laughs> uh, Just swallows it. So, so uh, when he when he left the navy, came back to perform comedy. Um, well, then we're just I, I'm bouncing all around, but if, keep me in line here, Matt. Where are we? Um, and then uh, he was heavily influenced by uh, comedian Joe. Ankis? Oh, yeah, so you met this Joe Ankis or Antris. I'm not sure who he is, but I just threw it in there. I've never heard his name in my entire life, but I figured we should uh, at least pay some sort of tribute to him because uh, Lenny himself, even later in life, said this is the guy who kind of helped shape Lenny Bruce and got him into talking, making social commentary and that sort of thing, where if you know who this Joe Ankis Antris is, um, you would say, oh, the, the, obvious, the obvious influence there. Uh, but when Lenny started... He was like every other act at that time. He was doing impressions. Mm-hmm. He was doing, uh, you know, my mother-in-law jokes. Uh, so he was kind of, you know, a hack, essentially. The whole which... time he was doing his stand-up, he would have an instrument in his hand. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I was going to say, never mind. <laughs> he was not doing an Al Jolson act, as far as no. I know. But, <laughs> but it, was, it was just as uh, stereotypical as everything mm. else at that time. Uh, take my wife, please. That's yeah. shit. Uh, but then... Uh, he wasn't really getting work at those kind of places. He started getting work at, like, strip clubs. Like, that's the kind of seedy environments uh, he was passed at and was allowed to play at. And that kind of helped him, I guess, feel more comfortable in doing more uh, socially relevant material and cursing. Risque. And ri- yes, risque. Things that you were not allowed to do at the time. Leno's got a bunch of stories about doing shows in strip clubs. I mean, comedians still do it now to this day. I mean, but... Uh, what is that? Ari Shafir's show? Oh, this is not happening. This is not happening. Yeah, that's in a strip club. Yeah, wow. but that's Ari doing that. Yeah, on, I know, but I'm just saying, it's wacky. But <laughs> he's no, not doing it in between titty yeah. dances, right? Yeah. Well, so um, to to show you the re- like comedians do it now that are probably at the same level that Lenny mm-hmm. Bruce. Was. That's got to be an awful gig, by the way. <laughs> imagine, imagine being an audience member. <laughs> And just want I know you lose your boat, you lose your erection. Yeah, it's lonely. You want to see some tits and ass, and you got a. Uh, do you believe this, President, uh, <laughs> Vice President Nixon? This guy's unbelievable. <laughs> it's like, all right, funny boy, <laughs> come on, get off the get off the fucking stage. It's crazy how long ago Lenny Bruce was, and yeah. and how everyone uses him as an influence. Well, I'll tell you the crazier part yeah. is that he was born in 1925, so mm-hmm. realistically, he could be alive. We talked about Norman Lear's older than Lenny Bruce. Which is pretty fucking wild. But uh, because of uh, when he passed, which we'll get to, uh, no one really, even no one our age, unless you're a diehard comedy fan, you've never heard Lenny. You might have heard the name and maybe you've watched Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Mm -hmm. but uh, you don't really know who fucking Lenny Bruce is. And you certainly don't know his material, which by the way. uh, I don't know if this is one of his more socially relevant clips when I was uh, looking through some of his material. I was looking for the stuff that pertained our, uh, you know, kind of biography on him. But there was a clip called called um, something like uh, 
Uh, telling your colored friends how to act at parties. <laughs> I was like, well, that was progressive, but it was a different time, you know? Like, you at know? least he said friends. Yes. That's... <laughs> <laughs> so, he so, uh, didn't pull that one, huh? <laughs> well, that's the funny thing, too, that we'll get to is, uh, you know, Lenny, I, I, for that time, would be considered like, yeah. Probably woke, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he was probably a, a hippie back in those days. Yeah. But he was like a cross dresser and a friend of the blacks. That's right. Yes. <laughs> uh but he did he did also have his demons. Uh so he well, first of all, his um his his mother his mother let him MC for this is when he got back in touch with his mother. Um she, he he would MC her like dance shows. Which strip club? <laughs> he'd, get, he'd get a few yucks. See, I don't know. They did not say stripper. I don't know whether she was or not. Um, I think it was a burlesque dancer, which I don't know how. I don't know so how she, clo- so she know, was a fat stripper. I don't know how close that was in those days. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, yeah, I really, I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what Mrs. Bruce was uh, doing or Mrs. Uh, uh, Marlowe. I think she. I forget what her last name was. But um, uh, yeah, so that's where we got to start. Lenny's first uh, paid gig. Was uh, $12 and a plate of spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> spaghetti dinner. Which we talk about in the Mitzi Shore episode. $12 is pretty righteous bucks for those days. Yeah, back in the day. Like the comedy store, after a strike, paid people 15 it So for your first gig to be 12 and a spaghetti dinner, that's not too bad. It didn't feed them. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Back And back then, spaghetti was a... <laughs> Was a weird thing that everybody got. Yeah, although I think they drank, for, they probably drank for free in those days. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm sure it was flying off the shelf at the comedy what, store. What year was it? Uh, Forty-seven. S- oh, yeah. All right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I was like, wait a minute. All right, it was after. Because I was thinking I was like prohibition, but I was like, oh no, it was after World War II. Yeah, yeah, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was born during prohibition. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, what do we have next, Matt? Um. Early in his career, he wrote. He was a writer. Yeah, so uh, Shecky Green, who was uh, friends with Lenny Bruce, said that said that if uh, if Lenny didn't go down this road of comedy, like if getting banned places and things like that, uh, or getting if if getting kicked out of clubs and things uh, influenced him to become a writer, he said mm-hmm. he would have been one of the more prominent uh, film writers. But he kind of got drawn to this world. <laughs> Um, of, uh, you know, kind of the seedy underbelly of comedy at the time. Hmm. Um, and so he stuck with comedy a little more. But he was he was writing uh, shows and movies, never had a lot of success with that. He, um, uh, he, he wrote a movie that uh, his wife and mother were in, and, uh, <laughs> like, that didn't... I think that got made at least didn't pan out. But he wrote he wrote a few films that like never made it anywhere. He was not a very successful writer, and he met uh, Honey Harlow, his mm. wife, who was a stripper. Which is why that's why I'm not sure if the Boy. mother was because they were very like in everything I read they were very upfront about the wife being a stripper. Every name in this story, Honey Harlow, has been fantastic, <laughs> right? <laughs> Like every single one. And Lenny Bruce is like a stereotype of the 1940s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's the movie, the original Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, him and Honey Harlow get together, and there, there was a lot here to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds like they were the Ed and Nancy of the 40s. It was. This was like when Sid, I was Sid and Nancy. Sorry. When I was when I was when I was doing my research, Ed. I was like, I don't know if there's enough to talk about with Lenny Bruce. And when I got here, I was like. This will be easy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Lenny and Honey get uh, uh, get together, and they have a tumultuous relationship. First of all, 
uh, Lenny hated that she was a stripper. I'm sure he loved it at first, but eventually hated that she was a stripper. That's how they met. And we try, try and uh, I guess she had a singing career and was from excuse me from what people said was not a bad singer, but that never really took off as much as Lenny tried to push it. He would try and get get her out of stripping, um, but they were both heavily influenced by drugs. Um, the uh, even I think even the movie they did together was about like a stripper club owner relationship or mm. something like that. Um, Real beatnik shit. Yeah, but <laughs> so he gets into the he, you know he marries a stripper and gets into this world of uh, jazz. He was big like a lot of his friends were in the uh, jazz community. And then that leads to... Uh, Those were his friends. Yeah, well, he may have gotten a few things from him. Well. So uh, <laughs> Lenny was big into, among other things, uh, heroin, methamphetamines, and Dilaudid, which I don't know what Dilaudid, Dilaudid. is. you? I think that's heroin. It's oh, a so it's just a form of heroin? Thing. Is it yeah. a pill? Yeah. It's I'm not like sure. A, it's a, it's a painkiller. So same type of shit. Surgery. Yeah. Same type of shit. And I hey. guess uh, liquid amphetamines were his big go-to. It all sounds yeah. very... But what's amazing about Lenny Bruce, and I brought really, this up. A cup of really strong coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I brought this up in a, a previous episode. But the thing about Lenny Bruce is, um, like, he has he has six albums that came out during his life. Like I said, his movies never got made. Mm -hmm. He was on, he, would, he performed on radio early in his career, but not much. Like, I think the, uh, the uh, Arthur Godfrey show or something mm -hmm. might have been on radio. I'm not sure if that was TV or radio, but that's kind of where he got his start. Uh, but he was only on television six times total in his career. So there's not a lot of Lenny Bruce out there. You know, like more, yeah. more of his stand-up came out after he died and things like that. But there's not a lot of, like, I, the, the reference I used was Artie Lang. Yeah. Where Artie Lang has, you know, kind of the misfortune of making it into his 50s now. <laughs> where there's so, and there's so much on He was on radio every day. Yeah. He's on podcasts and stand-up and movies and shit like that. Where at a certain point you're like... Oh, this is sad. Like you'll hear Artie repeat himself and shit like that. Yeah. But A, if Lenny lived an extra ten years, and B, if he lived in a time of social media, podcasts, um, a daily talk radio shows, yeah. shit like that, there may have been a lot of Lenny Bruce material. Like I think he was a little lucky in the sense that there's not a ton of him out there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we don't have him sounded all fucked up, repeating himself, yeah. that kind of shit. <laughs> well, I Pancake face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Missing a nose. And I think that's, you know, TV wasn't really much of a, a thing yet. Well, uh, it was. The fucking uh, Stooges were huge. Yeah, well. I, those were shorts before movies. He was, he was banned from television. Yeah. So, he like, uh, his first appearance, he was a roommate of Buddy Hackett's, which that does not seem. Another great name. <laughs> that does not seem like a, a Buddy an obvious Wack. pair. <laughs> Buddy Hackett. No, it doesn't. Um, but they were roommates. And they started as uh, a comedy duo mm -hmm. known as the Not Ready for P Primetime Players. I was not able to find if SNL ripped this off huh. or it was an homage to... They they did not seem big enough for Lorne Michaels to be like, I'm going to pay homage to them. Yeah. So or SNL rips everything off. Well, they, they literally yeah. just ripped off yeah. KFC. But it's also it's also possible that that was just a complete coincidence. Well, not Ready for Primetime doesn't seem like a very... It's a clunky name. Like, I don't think it's something you'd steal necessarily. Well, what did they, what did SNL call? Did they sell, they call them the Ready for Primetime players, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it has like, to be. As no, I think they're the not Ready for Primetime players as well. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're not on in primetime. That's the whole uh, idea. All right. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, 
I mean, I started at eleven thirty on Saturday nights. I'm not sure. Yeah, if you're that's aware. true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Which I said, I said well, it has to be an, an homage. Yeah, I would think it's a it's an odd coincidence, uh, but I didn't see Lauren Michaels say that anywhere. Um, although I imagine, based on time, you would have been a Lenny Bruce yeah. fan. And so. Lauren Michaels is a student of right. comedy. Yeah, so. so it would seem weird if, if yeah. they didn't know if it was an accident. And Buddy Hackett was fucking huge. Yeah, that is that's so, such I mean, a weird. Really fat. They were boys huh. back in the day. They lived together. That's I wonder so if funny. Buddy Hackett was doing heroin too. Or if that was after Buddy's time. If with you him. want to be friends with me, you have <laughs> to sniff this. To, ste- yeah, right. to steal an Artie Lang joke, he must have been putting that shit on cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, uh, yeah, so uh, I guess since we brought up his TV, he was uh, banned from most television. The only way he got on TV was uh, you can find a clip of him on the Steve Allen show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also on Hugh Hefner's, what is it, Playboy After Dark or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, back in the day, and he was friends with those guys. Yeah. So they would battle with uh, standards and practices to, to get on. Lenny on. He had to have everything fully typed out. Uh, he, like he would ad lib a little bit, but it was not, I don't think it was anything crazy over the line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, networks did not want him uh, anywhere near a, a television set because <laughs> they didn't know what the fuck he was going to say. But uh, the standards and practices must have been so weird back then. Well, it must have been like, don't let him say he's a Jew. Well, I can't, I can't, <laughs> wait, to, I can't wait to get to some of the words that Lenny got in trouble, but I'll save that for uh, later in the episode. Uh, but I want to get back to um, uh, Honey Harlow and Lenny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a wild relationship. There, there was something said about like domestic incidences, which I feel like was fairly common. I don't know if Lenny ever backhanded her, but you know, maybe they got physical back in the day. <laughs> you overcooked my steak. There, there was nothing too specific on that. Um, but they obviously uh, got heavily involved in drugs together. Uh, they divorced in either 55 or 56, hmm. uh, but then tried to get together, uh, tried to get back together, rather. They had a one-year-old uh, named Kitty, and when she was one, they took a trip to Hawaii, <laughs> and it was there that uh, the two of them got all kinds of fucked up, <laughs> and uh, Lenny kidnapped their child <laughs> and uh, headed back for the States. And uh, Lenny, Wait, what year was it? It's fifty-six. So was Hawaii? Oh, a I, state I just meant, I meant the continent. Okay, I was United, like, wait a minute, continent <laughs> of the United States, because that could have that could have been a thing back then. No, 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 like, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. All right, uh, I apologize for me to interrupt. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so he kidnapped their kid, and also uh, I got passed by uh, Lenny had his share of legal troubles. There's one hilarious story, but uh, there were some drug-related troubles prior to this, uh, which turned him into an informant. Uh, he, he was he was a rat. He was a snitch. This Lenny Bruce. Oh, but I don't know if he would have lost the respect of the mafia because he did something pretty hilarious. He, he ratted on his wife. <laughs> so they asked him, "Where are you getting the, Where are you getting your drugs?" And he's like, "I get them from her." <laughs> so so she got arrested, and then she turned into an informant. She, she flipped. <laughs> Um, Where are you getting these jokes? Yeah, so <laughs> my we'll, husband. We'll, we'll we'll get more into his uh, time as an informant in a bit, but uh, but also one of his more hilarious <laughs> crimes was uh, I don't know if this is when he was married or not, um, but he went down to Miami uh-huh. and uh, he he posed as a laundry man and hit up a few laundry places and uh, I'm sorry, hit up a few uh, 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 Catholic. Outfits, churches, and whatnot, and said, uh, "Laundry man, I'm here to do your uh, clean your your cloth. What the fuck is it called? The uh, clergy the hassock? Cl- yeah, 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 all that shit. 
I'm here to clean those. And uh, <laughs> so he would take those, and he would go out and pose as a priest, and get get people to donate money for uh, the human fund. Essentially, <laughs> he, cre- yeah. he was George Costanza well before his time. He made up a charity. He was a confidence man. But it was for a real leopard colony. <laughs> so he he like researched a real leopard colony and created a fake charity for them and started taking donations. And uh, he made over $8,000, which I feel like at that time was, that was a, a lot nice of money. chunk of change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he made over eight grand uh, before the- Literally buy a house back before then. The, uh, yeah. Before the, uh, the coppers got to him. <laughs> and then um, uh, he got off on it because- there were a couple of things. It was a little weird. They couldn't totally prove it back then. And also, there was something about the leper colony existing and him – I think he actually formed the charity. <laughs> so there was some technicality that he was able to get off on. But I just thought that was hilarious. So he was a uh, he was a shyster. He was a schemer right from the beginning. But that's where I say like uh, – It's a carny. Say w- shyster. Well, <laughs> well, why? What does that mean? <laughs> Just be careful with that one. <laughs> Is that a racial thing? He's a member of the tribe. <laughs> ah, you can still say that. He, <laughs> All right. he uses terms like that. Um, I thought that was German for shit. Uh, no, I don't know. Shiza. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, That's right. So. <clears throat> You're very up to that. <laughs> so. You know a lot. So he. Uh, uh, South Park reference. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I, li- I like that while I'm talking, you two have this weird undertone conversation. Sorry. Sniping back and forth. <laughs> Sniping is a good word. Um, uh, so Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and things like that kind of portray him as this, see, like old wacky character. Yeah. But like he was a he was a, a lowlife, yeah. really. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I respect the shit out of him. But he was like he was a junkie. He was uh, he scammed people. Uh, he got into shit with his wife, you know? Like, yeah. there's all kinds of shit where, like, if Lenny Bruce existed today, he wouldn't be allowed to. He'd be a dirtbag. And it's an interesting it's an interesting conversation because he was a dirtbag. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of his personality that was a dirtbag. But, like, I don't know. Do you think our generation goes too far in policing some of that stuff? Not in not in literally policing it. Like, Lenny, Lenny was arrested. Uh, it sounds like he was doing actual crimes. Yes. Yeah, so, well, <laughs> so, so, man. Well, no. So what I'm saying is, yes, he was he was arrested back then, though, where he would be arrested yeah. now as well. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, does our generation go way too far in uh, you know morally chastising people and judging them? Where like, yes, it, today we wouldn't have Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce would not be allowed to exist in 2021 yeah. because we would write him off as a piece of shit. Whereas I don't think we give enough to like people are complicated. People are multifaceted and nuanced. Well, if you look at Louie, we kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, his career is thriving right now. You're right. What's the last movie he made? Oh, it's with Joe List in a fucking comedy club he's that selling, no one will ever see. He's seen. on a tour right now selling out theaters. Well, where's he allowed to promote it? Uh, well, he <laughs> did he get kicked off Twitter? No, he never had a Twitter. But what I'm yeah. saying is, like, he's not, he, no one's going to have him on a show to promote it. But, Louis C.K. is a weird one to throw at me. Yeah. Eh, he's never had a tough break. <laughs> He lost $36 million no, in the I know day he had a tough because he break, jerked off. But I'm saying people are willing to have him back, is what I thought was the point. Mm, his fans, not, right. not yeah. really anyone else. Yeah, he had to be a Louis fan before. Yeah. So well, Lenny, Rogan well, would have him on. Oh, okay. Of course. But they, they, <laughs> you're, you're completely you're, missing my point. Yeah, Lenny you're, Bruce had an audience at this right, time. It's like the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Lenny Bruce had an audience <laughs> back then as well. 
Like he was, yeah. he was allowed to have an audience. But, I, but what I'm saying is, oh, like, like we're doing, we're making the same mistakes. Well, like they wrote Lenny off as a ne'er do well because he cursed and he used nasty language. What I'm saying is, we do, we do a lot of the same morally, mm-hmm. morally upright shit now, where we judge people and write them off, even though there may be some things that change the world. Like <laughs> Lenny Bruce changed the way comedy is done. You could argue that someone else would have come and replaced him, but looking back yeah. at history. He, there is no George Carlin. There's no Louis C.K. There's no Dave Chappelle without Lenny Bruce. But I, I feel like a character like that was like just an inevitability, just right. changing sensibilities, stuff like that. Right. Well, like I said, that Joe, whatever Joe Ancus or Anxious, whatever yeah. the fuck. Joe, his name Joe is. Francis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like that. That guy did similar type of shit to Lenny. Yeah. Bruce. He just wasn't as big and wasn't he as. He probably uh, just wasn't as good at it. Wasn't as controversial for sure. Yeah, I mean, he probably wasn't as good at it. I mean, there, there's a certain level of talent. I mean, yeah, speaking to. The times, maybe his jokes don't work now, but back then he was probably better at joke writing than yeah. Joe Anchor. The other so, thing, I mean, the reason uh, Louis is a bad example is on both on Craig's mm-hmm. side and my side, Louis is a bad example because that's like a, a sexual thing. Yeah. Whereas what Lenny Bruce was judged for was saying the word cocksucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't think people really gave a fuck about drugs. Well, sure I don't think people. I'm sure knew. that was used against him at the time. People probably didn't know that. A lot of people probably didn't know. Yeah. But yeah, what people got that. mad about the reason Lenny Bruce made headlines was because he said fuck on yeah, stage. Like like TMZ's not like publishing his police reports. Right. You know. It's, and that's it's what a I'm saying now. Access to information issue. Like uh, what with Norman Lear, we said the same thing. Where Norman Lear broke down all these barriers. Mm-hmm. Lenny Bruce broke down all these barriers, mm-hmm. and we are. Building them back up. <laughs> well, ah, how many leaves and sticks can we throw on this <laughs> on this path? You've uh, you've blazed a trail. On. Yeah, I, I I don't honestly I don't even think it's a it's I don't even think that stuff relates back to a change in culture. I think it's a it's an access to information issue. Like if people knew back then that he like was ripping people off wearing a priest robe. True. Like they'd True. be like, oh, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> Why are we listening to this guy talk? But like, when you're talking about like, oh, he does drugs. You're like, yeah. all right, he's he's a funny guy that does drugs. Like, whatever. Yeah, I, yeah but I, I don't know. It's that's a hard one. He was also the first comic to do that kind of shit that got notoriety. It seems it, exactly like it, it's a timing issue. I think more than anything else. Yeah. Well, let's. Some people may not even know what we're talking about when it comes to Lenny Bruce. So where are we? Uh, have I skipped anything, Matt? Before I get to some uh, of the, the no, legal you, troubles, you hit everything. Uh, but uh, his first arrest for obs- obscenity. Obscenity. Yeah. So that where are we? That 1957. 1961. 61 was his first arrest. I think I might have fucked that up. He might have had one before that. Um, well, he started in 57. He started getting fired from nightclubs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I 61. I'm not 100 percent sure if that was his first arrest or not. Um, but it was just, definitely his first big one. But I know. Uh, so in 57, he got hired uh, to do some uh, a string of gigs like kind of like a residency type of thing mm-hmm. uh, at a nightclub. And the first night he got fired <laughs> for, for cursing and uh, doing what Variety Magazine, which I didn't realize Variety did he get hired in the first place then? Because <laughs> he, he was popular. And, I, and to your point, at that time, people might not have known what they yeah, were hired. Yes, that's fair. Oh, this Lenny Bruce is popular. Let's You're hire right. him, you know? Um, so this is 1962 is his first arrest. 62, okay. Um, but uh, in 57 is when he got uh, uh, shit-canned. And Variety magazine wrote a review up on him that said uh, he was doing blue material, <sighs> and uh, that was people were very against that. So that theme kind of led to 
Uh, I believe the name of his first album album was uh, The Sick Humor of Lenny Bruce, which is how he was written up a lot. People uh -huh. said he was sick. Um, they called him a vomic, which I believe is a play <laughs> vomit and comic, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. Boo. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a mic joke. Yeah, not, every, not everything has changed in fucking 80 years. Um, yeah, well, now we know it's bad. Yeah. So... Uh, so yeah, true. Uh, uh, th that's when they started uh, writing up that he. That's when he started to get his reputation as this uh, uh, crazy guy that was getting kicked off stage and everything. Uh, so tell me about his first arrest. Um, so uh, for obscenity, and then this is crazy that law enforcement started monitoring his shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Oh, so that yes. So that was his first arrest. Because then Gary after Edgar that, Hoover situation. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was he, he had two words that would get him pulled off stage, or one of two of a few. Go ahead. Uh, schmuck and cocksucker. Yeah. Oh, I said everything from schmuck yeah. to cock. So uh, I did not know. Did you guys know that schmuck is Yiddish for penis? I didn't know it was Yiddish for penis. I knew it was Yiddish. According to this, so I, I'm assuming it's evolved. Because now people say, "Ah, you're a real schmuck. Like you're yeah. a real idiot." I think it means like dick. So okay, maybe. So, but they, the way they wrote it up was penis, which is why they were all up in arms about it. But yeah, he would say he would say fuck, and he would use uh, some colorful slurs. Yeah. Yeah, but at that time, at that time, I really don't think that was the issue. Old hat. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was cocksucker that really got. Yeah, that was probably the one yeah, that, probably. that they had an issue with. Yeah, um, no gay things. We have, yeah. we have some clips of uh, what he got in trouble for. Right, these were uh, so some of his clips were filed into evidence. Which we met. I mean, I now, like, like you know, Dave Chappelle's uh, shit is filed into evidence in Can, in public court. Oh yeah. Can we read the the warning on this though? This is his album cover. Oh sure. It's his uh, warning. Sale of this album may subject seller to arrest for violation of the endemic <laughs> obscenity laws. The sole exception being San Francisco, California, where the community standards may be lower. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is a one foul swoop at Lenny and the, and the community he performed. Yeah. <laughs> but this is what, so what they did to really fuck with Lenny Bruce is uh, they would start to attack the clubs he performed at, mm. where uh, they said they would take away his license. I'm sorry, take away the, the club owner's license, like the entertainment license, if yeah. they allowed Lenny to perform. So it's not just that he was getting arrested on stage. It's that he was he was being barred from being on stage yep. because people were afraid to even work with him. And Which that, you're getting, that's what you're getting now. That's a parallel to now, yeah. Completely. Where I always say the, the cancel culture shit, like the big stories, whether it's uh, you know Chappelle or who I won't name too many topical ones because this will be in a month and a half um, – but whatever's happening now in cancel Angelus. culture, whatever the yeah, whatever the popular thing is, is not really the big issue. The big issue is mm -hmm. we have no idea who hasn't gotten work in the last five years because companies won't even go near it. Right. Where Shane Gillis gets fired from SNL because of what he said. Now, guys who are more mild than Shane Gillis aren't even getting auditions with SNL. Yeah. Because now they're saying, oh, mm. fuck that. You have a podcast. We're not going to touch you. But We're not even, even going to do research into it. See, I, I, even going beyond comedy, look at look at who advertises on Fox News. Meaning what? My like, pillow. No, but like like it's weird stuff. It's like oh, the my pillow guy or like catheters. Well, like, that might be the audience. Like, but well, it's the audience. But it's also it's they do also get demographics. Like, they, in their it, demographics, of course. But it's also like. You're not getting mainstream I mean, advertising. As much mainstream. Yeah, because they're afraid yeah. to be associated with They're afraid to be associated with conservatism well, or whatever the fuck time. is on there. But it, it does have an impact. Well, this was oddly stuff. this was oddly yeah. progressive oh, right. that they were against. Yes. Like they were against progressivism. Well, the whole thing is flipped. Yeah, right. So yeah. it's 
come completely back around. Yeah, which is why people do say it'll it'll uh, swing back the other way. Of course. That's not always a good thing because right. now it's just Lenny Bruce instead of fucking uh, Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. that's being silenced. Right. Um, so anyways, yeah, let's hear some of the things that uh, were filed into evidence because Lenny Bruce was being a very bad boy. And working together, the guy says, there's a place in San Francisco, but uh, they've changed the policy. Well, what's the policy? Well, not there anymore. That's the main thing. <laughs> well, what kind of a show is it, man? Well, you know. Well, no, I don't know, man. Like, uh, it sounds uh, kind of a weird show. Well, it's not a show. There's a bunch of cocksuckers. That's all. A damn fag show. And that's... Oh, well, that is a pretty bizarre show. <laughs> I, I also have to say, the word that we're probably more shocked to hear is yeah. not, not the word that got him in trouble at that time, yeah. I don't think. <laughs> it was cocksucker that they were mad at. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, we even talked, again, when we talked about Norman Lear, we talked about that scene in, uh, in All in the Family where they just alluded to sex. Mm-hmm. Like, like Archie just goes, oh, I know what they're doing as they're walking up the stairs. Yeah. And that, they wanted to take that out. And that's... 15, 20 years later. It's probably because that's a descriptive word. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to the point where the other one could mean like several things. Yeah. Oh, it's, no, no. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is that's kind of what I'm saying. Where like that's how buttoned up they were about sex at that time. Yeah. Right. Where the sexual yeah. act is, Standards what, is, is what bothered them. So weird. Like, like look at, like even looking at like Psycho. Yeah. Psycho, it was a big deal that that was the first movie that ever showed a flushing toilet. Right. Like, just the standards of, and stuff were just so weird back then compared but, to what we but, think so about now. So, Len, Lenny Bruce would make analogies, yeah. and he would purposely use things like mm-hmm. toilets. Yeah. He would say, like, let's say this is a toilet, and he would talk about how dirty a toilet can be. He was talking about his act. He was yeah. comparing his act to a toilet. And <laughs> I, think, I think he did that on purpose because... It was an offensive it thing. It was to shocking. Talk. Like back pregnancy back. was an offensive thing to bring up back then. You weren't supposed to talk about pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw on TV where couples slept in different beds at the time. Oh yeah, because they didn't want to allude to the fact that they Lucy slept and together. Desi. Yeah, shit yeah. like that. So uh, this is the this is the kind of stuff that Lenny was, uh, you know, poke, poking away at. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and there's a little more. Let's hear. Spotty, write the letter. Blah, 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 I want this, blah, blah, I want a ticket, ticket, get a letter back, get an answer back from St. Louis, Missouri. Dear Mr. Bruce, I have received your letter, blah, blah, blah. We have ticket sellers bonded. We charge two and a half dollars per ticket seller per hour. Uh, we would have to have some more details and blah, blah, blah. Yours truly, C.E. Hoxie. C.E. Hoxie. C.E. Hoxie. Hoxie, buddy. C.E. Hoxie from the Criminal Correctional Florida Institution for the Criminally Insane and Beat Up a Spade Fag Junkie <laughs> before he was thrown off the police force and then became a Pinkerton man and was arrested for stripping his stepdaughter. <laughs> and C.E. Hoxie. Hmm. So again in there, oh I don't think it, we're probably more shocked to hear like the racial shit. Um, but I, I just threw that in there because I knew Craig would enjoy it. Really, what I think got him is like stooping. <laughs> I think him talking about sex is in that clip like what they found w- much worse than uh, some, of the, some of the slurs he threw out there. Another descriptive one. Also, right. also like talking about how the cops, talking about how a cop is a bad guy 
Because that was even a thing until like, oh my god, like all my references go back to like fucking horror movies. Well, now we'd be applauded. But, but they'd yeah. ignore the uh, racial slur to be like, he's yeah, he's dissing a cop. <laughs> but back then it was like it was a big deal because the uh, like during uh, like even like as, as late as the seventies, like when uh, the cops and stuff were bad at their jobs yeah. during uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like it was that was well, like a big deal. You know what's funny too is I didn't I did not include the clip because uh, the story George Carlin tells is a little. Mm-hmm. It's not very descriptive. Like, you don't even necessarily know it's about Lenny Bruce. Um, but uh, he talks about he – Carlin was arrested. It's – I think, like, even before he was a com- – or certainly before he was a known comic and uh, got got thrown in a paddy wagon. And he was, thro- he was in the same paddy wagon as Lenny Bruce. Careful. Don't say paddy wagon. Oh, is that a ra- – I forgot that's a racial That's a slur thing. now, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm Irish. I can say yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Carlin's another guy who got arrested uh, yeah. for for his words and his and his shit on stage. Of course. So it is. I th- what we're experiencing now. I bet is, that led to the seven dirty words. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I would think so. I also bet that makes a resurgence. People are gonna get arrested for shit they say. Oh, ah, uh, it's tough. That's a tough one to go back on just with the Constitution. Yeah, government. I mean, that's. I think stop that's. A, I think that's a door that's open that the government can't close. It's tough. That would be. That'd be the closest we get to like a civil war. I mean, you'll, you'll <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you'll have like, you probably, you might have like mobs of people like, like we do now, like yeah. shutting down speakers, That'll like, screaming yeah. over them. I mean, it has happened. So, uh, I mean, when you talk about influence, I, they named a couple out, but it's, I think it's fairly obvious if we talk about the coaching tree here, where it's oh. obviously every comic. Carl, every every <laughs> com, every comic really, yeah. but uh, Carlin, prior to a lesser extent, because it wasn't as much about social. Yeah. Issues with Pryor, I don't think. Hicks. But, uh, oh, definitely Bill Hicks, yeah. Um, it was not on the tree, Brian Regan. <laughs> yeah. You could take uh, Regan and Nate Bargatze and Jerry Seinfeld off of uh, yeah. Lenny Bruce tree. But other than that, it's pretty. anyone who curses, you can yeah. thank Lenny Bruce. But really, you see the obvious influence in Carlin, Louis, and Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Hicks, because of the political stuff. Mm-hmm. And Hicks is also a guy I don't know as much about. So when we do that episode, I'll be looking. Yeah. Um, I don't see Hicks same being. Here. I think Hicks just isn't the as funny, just, too. The, just yeah. the political shit mostly yeah. would be the influence. He's another one that's just like a, a preachy guy with a good joke it, it spattered like in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like what Chappelle is doing now uh, with the transgender community and the racial stuff he's always done, um, and what Carlin did forever. Those are the two I think most glaring yeah. influences yeah. of uh, of Lenny Bruce, no doubt. And uh, I mean, while we're on it, I guess. Revisionist history, I don't think there's anything I would have rather Lenny Bruce do. Like, yeah. There's no be, he was great because he was never yeah. on TV and he didn't he wasn't in movies and things like that. Any revisionist history with him would take away the legend. He would just be another Henny Youngman. Well, I was going to say it would yeah. also change the course of comedy <laughs> big time. Right. I mean, all yeah. these guys, I mean, just by nature of all of these guys yeah. citing him as an influence, like it's we wouldn't have it. I mean, even right. if you Technically, if you go back, if he wasn't an influence, he's still like they all look to him as yeah. this this titan of yeah opening doors and shit. Yeah, which is like I said, uh, I always thought it was like, oh, you got to name one of the old guys when Rolling Stone puts out their top comics because I yeah. never thought Cosby was funny, but Cosby would always be up there, and I'm like, oh, I guess he just had to be alive for that. But it's I, I don't even obviously Lenny Bruce had an audience that would follow him wherever he went apparently yeah. <laughs> even the in the fucking dingy clubs he was working in shit yeah so obviously people thought he was funny or at the very least interesting his comedy does not hold up 
at all. No. Because of the things he's talking about. He's talking about topical things. He's talking about specific policemen that arrested him and shit. Yeah. Uh, but also his cadence and like, uh, hey, daddy-o. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, man. Like, the way, just the way he talks is not... <laughs> Here's my pal Corduroy Longwater. We go way back. <laughs> she e hoxie. Like, just the shit he's saying does not hold up. Um, so it's hard to go back and listen and be like, this guy's funny. But then once you start learning about him, you're like, oh, the influence is obvious. And his impact on comedy is yeah. obvious. Heavy. Where I, now, after having like looked into him a little more, I would argue he's way more impactful than even Pryor and Carlin. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Absolutely. So uh, we, we have one more clip from the uh, Filed into Evidence, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is a little weird one where, like, keep in mind, I cut like a minute and a half out of this. This was, this was long, but uh, this is sort of the wacky thing. And you'll hear comics talk about how comedy was easier back uh -huh. in the day, which is true and not true. Like, it's ballsy to do this yeah. on stage because you could get arrested but for it, obviously. But it's also like... Tell me anyone in this room can come up with this sort of was this an <laughs> this type of gem. Was this an hour back situation? It was very similar, yes. <laughs> that's right. a great example. Yeah. <laughs> don't come in me. Don't come in me, 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 me. Don't come in me, 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 me. Don't come in me. Oh boy. Don't come in me, me, me. Don't come in me, me, me. I can't come. The secret song on a Green Day album. <laughs> I didn't think those words were you don't love back me, then. that's why I can't come. <laughs> I love you, I just can't come. That's my hang-up. I can't come and I'm loaded, all right? Because you don't love me. Just what the hell is the matter with you? What has that got to do with loving you? I just can't come, that's all. <laughs> now, if anyone in this room of the world finds those two words decadent... Obscene, immoral, amoral, asexual. The words to come really make you feel uncomfortable. If you think I'm rank for saying it to you, the ear of the beholder gets ranked for listening to it, you probably can't come. <laughs> and then you're of no use. Because that's the purpose of life, to recreate it. So this, like, Oof. the reason that doesn't really hold up is because, I mean, like you said, Craig, you didn't think that word was around back then? Mm -hmm. It just wasn't you, like, you could never use it in movies or obviously TV. or. Uh, well, that was the whole bit was that he was saying it. Right. So yeah. that's where, like, the same way when I, there's shit when I go back and listen to old Stern or old O&A and stuff from, like, the <laughs> yeah. early 2000s, where you're like... The fuck is this? Like, where it was just funny because they said things you'd never heard on yeah. radio before. Right. That was a but, little kid teasing his brother, like, I'm not touching you. Yeah. That's what like, that was. But, but now you listen back, you've heard 10 million podcasts that do this crazier shit, mm -hmm. where you're like, I don't get why that was funny. Yeah. Same thing with Lenny Bruce, where it's like, to us, we've heard the words to come 10 million times, <laughs> but the idea that anyone was saying them, never let, never let, yeah. You know, no less singing them and saying people can't come. And it's like, whoa, it blew your mind back it then. Just sounded, <laughs> it just sounded like a porn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to come. crazy. <laughs> who, who could believe it? Don't come in me. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that shit was filed into evidence. And then uh, Lenny, Lenny was not convicted of, uh, of obscenity for this, uh, this particular incident. Mm -hmm. But, like we mentioned, because of that, 
he was uh, he started getting looked into and they would monitor his shows and he started getting dragged <laughs> off stage um and uh, this this is i think a more accurate part of uh, marvelous mrs mazel where it kind of got to the point where he was taunting people like he would know some of the officers that would come and monitor him <laughs> and he yeah. would get pulled off stage and shit like that so uh, he was getting arrested a lot now uh-huh. but also like he was getting arrested for obscenity but he was also getting arrested for drug shit and uh, him and his wife, when they were still together, uh, would have, like, orgies and things like that. Um, uh, he had an incident. He got kicked out of Vegas, um, which is a big deal for a comedian back then. Right. Uh, but he, So he showed up at a show, and uh, the people there said they could tell he was loaded. And uh, he's all kind of fucked up and talking about tits and ass and everything. Nice. And uh, he gets up on stage... And uh, sprays sprays the performer and the audience with a fire extinguisher, <laughs> and, and uh, like ran out or whatever. And uh, when the cops came to find him after, he and the misses opened the door completely naked, and there were like six other people in the background completely naked, and they were just <laughs> fucking and sucking. <laughs> just fucking. Oh, and, and I forgot to mention about his wife. The other interesting thing was uh, she was bisexual, which I imagine at that time mm, was pretty rare. But I think that also led to a lot of the uh, the fun that Lenny had. Oh yeah, back in the day. I do like how the cops back then were like, "All right, we got a tale: uh, uh, Carlo Gambino, Vito Genovese, <laughs> and Lenny Bruce, uh, and Lenny, Lenny Bruce. Bruce." Yeah. Well, so that a couple <laughs> a couple things is uh, I don't know that getting arrested back then was as big a deal as it would be now. Like I was the reason I brought up that Carlin story is because it was kind of just like, "Ah, hey, get in the paddy wagon, and we bring you down to the station, yeah. and it's no big deal." Whereas now that would kind of like ruin your life or ruin your career. So it would be a big deal. Yeah, it'd be a big deal. Whereas back then it was like, all right, officer, what are you going to do to me? <laughs> you know, like you'd have a wise crack with this guy. It was, a, it was like a rivalry. <laughs> what are you doing, Bing? I thought I told you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> He's a soprano. Bing, bow, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so him and- uh, like a mobster. <laughs> <laughs> him and Honey Harlow had their fun. And then uh, when they <laughs> separated- he dated uh, comedians and jazz singers who also uh, had their fun. Um, I guess uh, there was one trumpet player back in the day. I forget the guy's name. But he used to hang with Lenny. And uh, she she wanted to swing or something. Honey Harlow. Uh-huh. And uh, so the trumpet player who Lenny was friends with uh, was fucking her. And they said Lenny would crawl in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and she would go, Lenny, get out of here. <laughs> like there was some. You don't think of the '60s that way. No, but it was a wild fucking time. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I would say. I mean, it's odd because they wouldn't speak about it, and you weren't allowed mm-hmm. to say the word cocksucker or stupping or allude to sex. <laughs> but I think like they were more open sexually back then, and just more intolerant uh, socially. Yeah. Like the way they would talk about that. Like they didn't accept gay people, obviously, but they were all fucking and sucking and doing all kinds of nonsense back then. I wonder what it was when his eyes got opened up to fisting. Was he like, oh, that's 20 new minutes? <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> the, sad, the sad thing is we can't ask him. You know, if, yeah. only, if only he could have gotten off the drugs, we could ask him that today. Mm. But um, yeah, so uh, obviously he was getting monitored a lot more, but uh, more drug arrests led to uh, he started going down a real bad road. Where uh, some of his recordings, I mean, they, this is how bad he was, that they would note in like his later albums and shit, uh, he sounded lucid, which is never a good sign. <laughs> you know, if you say about a, a 
38 year old guy, he sounded lucid. That's yeah. not that's not good news. <laughs> if that's a noteworthy uh, yeah, that, that's uh, subject, not a, that's not a descriptor you want in there. Right. No. <laughs> yeah. So uh, things started to get real bad with drugs. There was one time where uh, he was in Miami, I assume performing, and he got arrested for possession down there. Mm. Meanwhile, uh, his house got raided, and there were prostitutes living there. <laughs> so he was getting arrested on uh, uh, up north and down south at the same time. Lenny Bruce rules. He's, yeah. he's the man. That's what I'm saying. There's no, There will never be another Lenny Bruce. Dude. No. Uh, he's the greatest. And then uh, so there was that first trial. And then there was another obscenity trial uh, that he really got. How are we with time, Matt? Uh, yeah. 51. Okay, good. Perfect. Yeah. So uh, the the next obscenity trial, they described as like kind of the OJ trial of the 60s. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, there's no court TV. You can't be in 66. But uh, a little before that, because he died. 64. 64. Um, so like the papers were constantly covering it and fans were showing up in his defense and things like that. Like it got pretty crazy. And, um, what's the next piece of audio, man? I think it's related to that. Uh, it's the clip of why he got arrested. Okay. So let's hear that. The reason for that is that the people in the park didn't ask for that. In other words, you can yell fire in a crowded theater if you're on stage, but don't do it off stage. The theater is make-believe, that's where it's at. And I figured out after four years why I got arrested so many times. See what happened. It's been a comedy of errors. Here's how it happened. I do my act at perhaps uh, 11 o'clock at night. Little do I know that 11 a.m. the next morning, before the grand jury somewhere, there's another guy doing my act who's introduced as Lenny Bruce in substance. (laughs) Here he is, Lenny Bruce in substance. A peace officer who is trained for to recognize clear and present dangers, not make believe, does the act. The grand jury watches him work and they go, that stinks. <laughs> but I get busted. <laughs> and the irony is that I have to go to court and defend his act. Because <laughs> he only defend the complaint. <laughs> so I, I think that's, that's right. I, I go defend this guy's act. But again, it's uh, I mean we talk uh, just generally on the on the Blind Mike project and very good show. I think this probably comes up how like if a comedian gets in trouble, uh, boy, how much more funny is it when a a white lady <laughs> on the news reads the transcript of what the comedian said, yeah. rather than oh yeah, uh, just playing the clip. Play the clip. So one instance, yeah. There's one instance I found it funny when they uh, read it. When, Shane Gillis? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gayer than ISIS? Yeah. <laughs> Judd yeah. Apatow is right. gayer than yeah, ISIS. Yeah, that is funnier coming out of a newsman's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, uh, well, and he's saying there, and it's amazing, you know, 60 years later it holds up, mm-hmm. where uh, it, it, that is not comedy. And, yes, uh, if it's like yelling fire at a crowd movie theater. If you're yelling cocksucker in the park... Sure. That's obscene. That's you shouldn't be doing that. You know, if you're where kids play screaming the F word, that's psychotic and you should be taken out of polite society. But if you're in a comedy club, particularly one that people are going to. Yeah. Why is that obscene? I don't get it. So that's what Lenny was fighting for. 60 years ago, and yet we've kind of reverted course to saying, like, oh, you can't say that, even though people are seeking you out to watch you. Uh, you're not allowed to say that. So that's the, if you're wondering, you know, the significance of Lenny Bruce, I think that, in a, in a nutshell, that clip sums it up perfectly, like what he was doing. 
And uh, that was very important to him, obviously. Mm-hmm. However, and this may uh, be in part to drugs, <laughs> he got uh, he got all consumed by it. <laughs> um, uh. But well, before I get there, what's uh, what do we have next on the on the list here, Matt? Uh, well, he was uh, barred from returning to the UK. Oh yeah, so these are good. <laughs> yeah, that's so right. He was, so he was he was <laughs> kicked really. out. Of, he was kicked out of the United Kingdom. Uh, and what was the was there an exact reason for that, or was it just general? Was, uh, no, after performing, he was just yeah. He was just removed, yeah. and uh, he was labeled. Do you know what you have? What was he labeled? Undesirable. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Yes, he was labeled as undesirable. And then there's a whole thing. I guess it was a big controversy. This is great. Yeah, he's the greatest. This made me laugh when I read it. (laughs) What's that, the England thing or the Australia Australia one? (laughs) So there's a whole controversy in Australia, and this was huge. I don't know. I think it was big here, too, to an extent. Like, people at least heard about it. And Lenny didn't do a lot of talking about it. Uh, But what happened in Australia, man? (laughs) So uh, a female heckler stood up and complained that uh, Bruce only talked about America and told him to talk about something different. He replied, fuck you, madam. That's different, isn't it? (laughs) Which reminds me of uh, the dice, um, the day they laughed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Another influence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, so cr- fucking crowd work, but that right, that's every crowd- heckler situation. Yeah, well, yeah. Cr- crowd work in general, where maybe guys were doing this before Lenny Bruce, I don't know, but they had such refined acts back then. Yeah, and it was all vaudeville type stuff and impressions rehearsed. Whereas, like, I don't know if you were having a I natural. Doubt. Yeah, I don't know if you were having a fuck you, madam moment before <laughs> Lenny Bruce. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, madam. Is that different enough for you? That's <laughs> fucking funny. Still, yeah. that is funny. <laughs> so, um. Uh, he had a few more shows in Australia. They cut them short. Like how he, uh, 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 I don't know if he got paid for them or not, but they mm. banned him from a few. One got recorded, and it was like uh, most of the people were not there because the way this was played up in the media in Australia, uh, people hated Lenny Bruce, <laughs> and they played it up as this vulgar act and things like that. It was horrible. And uh, so Lenny kind of went out with a whimper, and he recorded ah. it. I could not find that anywhere, but you might be able to. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, this was kind of the start of his, uh, fight against obscenity and, and the man and shit like that, but almost to his detriment where it was becoming, it started to become not funny and, uh, uh, just a paranoid guy. Like they literally said in the later years of his life, after his later, uh, court battle, he had, um, uh, you know, essentially it was like John Nash's apartment. <laughs> like he had paperwork up on the walls <laughs> and legal books in his house. He was pouring through legal documents trying to... Jim Carrey from 23. Yeah. It was crazy. It got crazy. On a red and, thread connecting yeah. stuff. And then uh, on stage, he would, um, uh, he would, he would just read court transcripts <laughs> and be like, can you believe this, folks? And he's just reading like legalese. Um, so it got pretty weird. He was very paranoid, and a lot of that had to do with drugs. Yeah. Um, I'll get into that. Is there anything before? Uh, what do we have left, Matt? Um, his severe drug use during the last decade. Yeah. Um, and he was arrested for drug possession in California. You said that. Yep. I also, I did. I mentioned uh, Hugh Hefner earlier. He had a uh, an autobiography that was published by uh, Playboy. So those were the types of like outlets that would help Lenny Bruce, <laughs> like that because like you know, NBC wasn't having him on obviously. Oh, yeah. Steve Allen did have him on a couple times, but he was only on six. He was only on television six times in his career, Oof. which even though, you know, he was only crazy popular for six years, let's say seven years, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but seven years is a long time. Like we talked about Rodney, he did Ed Sullivan fifty times in that span. Yeah, you know, and, and Carson and shit like that. Stone Cold Steve Austin, seven year run. There you go. Exactly. The exact same. Two men of similar ilk. Yeah. Uh, tore down the same amount of barriers. Um, so yeah, shit like that was happening. But then uh, uh, this this legal battle uh, consumed his life, and uh, the the last few years were not were not great for the uh, the old L man. And uh, it was drug and drug fu- drug <laughs> drug fueled and uh, uh, fueled by paranoia as well. And then uh, he died in '66. So um, he was found guilty of the uh, case in '64. Mm-hmm. And then um, he he appealed it. And during the appeal is when he really got deep into the you know yeah. legal legal books and shit like that, and also got heavier into drugs. And um, uh, during that time, he got super depressed and uh, dr- died of a drug overdose. Before uh, the case was overturned, now I think like six months after he died, or eighteen months, I think after he died, mm-hmm. the case ended up getting overturned. Um, so I guess in the history books, that's good. That's like, yeah. you know, it's like Aaron Hernandez <clears throat> is a fucking case being reversed. What's the What's the difference? <laughs> um, He'd be kicked out of the Navy too. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly would. Be. <laughs> so, so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, or so he claims. I think it was all for sympathy. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, but yeah, gee. so so Lenny Bruce got very uh, uh, very depressed at the end of his life, and it's like uh, you know it was interesting. I was listening to uh, Sam Morill and Mark Norman talk about Chappelle, the shit that Chappelle was going through with his special that got a lot of heat. Where they say like, yeah, this guy's like Chappelle's super rich and has plenty of money, and we all look at that and say like, ah, he's fine. What's he complaining of? Like he's not getting canceled. He's fine. Mm-hmm. But you don't you don't like take into account the toll that being called a hunk of shit. Oh yeah, by, by the media day in and day out uh, weighs on you. Take on you. And Lenny Bruce didn't have millions of dollars either. Fame was a lot different in the sixties. Yeah. Um. So you kind of have a point where like. Uh, back then, no one even took depression into account either. Well, being so, a fake like, clergyman sounds like a nice payday. <laughs> it was eight thousand bucks, not too bad back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it, it was a, it was a very sad end for Lenny Bruce. Yeah. And then the craziest part is, like I said, uh, he was an informant, and <laughs> the people, the, the people he would rat on, like he would kind of brag about it. And uh, the officer that was working with him said, "Hey, Lenny, um, we're starting to hear." That you're an informant, meaning meaning the officer, obviously. Uh-huh. But like on the streets, where he, the name Lenny Bruce is coming back to us, and we're not telling people that. So, are you telling people that you're an informant? Mm-hmm. He goes, "Eh, what do I care?" <laughs> <laughs> so he was just telling everyone that he was ratting on people who he was, ra- and he said, um, "He goes, you know, maybe if some of those people go away, I won't be doing heroin anymore." <laughs> so that was his logic, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> that's wicked funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all of that to say, that was a very long way of saying that um, uh, he was a can- he, he died of a drug overdose, mm-hmm. and by all accounts, it was uh, accidental. He died with a needle in his arm. Uh, however, um, the I, it's discussed that the batch of 
heroin that he, the particular batch that he died on, uh, was tampered with or something. Fentanyl, possibly. No, uh, back in the day, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> and also, like I said, he was a candidate for suicide, obviously. So a candidate. Well, that's how they. That's how they phrased it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running for. Su- I've been doing that for 20 years. <laughs> running for suicide. <laughs> suicide 2020. With your vote, folks, I might pull it off. Oh. Um, how tall is this window? <laughs> so, so. Uh, so yeah, there there is some gray area around Lenny's death, but huh. I mean, let's face it, he was a heroin addict for ten years. So uh, who knows? But he was murdered. See, it's it's possible. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, very sad end for Lenny. But uh, his impact, I would say, is far greater. Oh, yeah. now than it was then. Like like we said, there's no even the the PC bullshit you see on yeah. Netflix. Like you don't see Hannah Gatsby screaming about her rape <laughs> if it's not for Lenny Bruce. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, honestly. He was um, a real Vincent Van Gogh type. Yes, he certainly was. <laughs> he certainly was. I don't like a tortured that. artist. I don't like that uh, that is an example of uh, Lenny Bruce's influence is Hannah Gatsby. Oh, Hannah well, Gatsby? <laughs> well, what I'm, say- what I'm saying is it ranges from Chappelle and yeah. Carlin to people like Hannah Gatsby. Like, legitimately, as much as Hannah Gatsby has wants, to, to wants to shit on... Chappelle or Kevin Hart or whoever she shits on. Uh, They're from the same school. They, there is no Hannah Gatsby without the guy yelling cocksucker on stage 60 yeah. years ago. And so now I'm rethinking so. uh, getting rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Uh, so people come with the good and bad, I guess, is the le- lesson yeah. of Lenny Bruce. But he was the fucking man, in my opinion. He was the greatest. <laughs> he they don't ma- They don't make him like that anymore, for real. No. <laughs> like, Maybe you think if we do heroin, we'll be more likable. You certainly, yes. Because yes. <laughs> yeah, you'll be asleep more. <laughs> uh, all right, boys. I think that's a good place to go, unless yeah. you got anything else. Nope. Oh, nope. All right. Well, go listen to a very good show where these guys are on. Yeah. Uh, yeah see? Like I said, um, this we're recording this in Vaulted Podcasts, uh, so if you want your podcast to sound a little better, come on down to Vaulted Podcasts. Very cool setup Matt has here in uh, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, so uh, make the drive down, or if you're in the area, stop on by. And uh, hit up at Matt from RI on Twitter, and uh, he'll, he'll 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 hook you up. I, I think you need an appointment first. Don't just stop on by. Oh, there's a website where you can make an appointment. <laughs> I said hit him up on Twitter. Yeah. I didn't give the address. <laughs> What's the website, Matt? Uh, VaultedPodcastRI.com. Probably should have been saying that the whole time, but cool. check yeah, that out. All good. Twitter is just as good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so check out Matt from Rhode Island. Check out a very good show. And uh, hit up the Patreon. Patreon.com slash BlindMike. Uh, you'll get these episodes er, uh, a week early, as well $10 as ten dollar uh, tier. As well, yes, mm-hmm. ten dollar tier, as well as uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can get uh, all live streams. And uh, five dollar tier gets you pretty much everything else: the TV time capsules and Blind Mike Project and all that type of shit. Uh, so go check that out. Um, TV time capsule is basically what we're doing here, but just with bad television. Yes. So guys, <laughs> if you like this and you like TV, check that out. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. On why are you laughing?